butterflies. It's come to my attention that not everyone gets butterflies when they come in contact with someone they like. You know what I mean. It's my lack of butterflies the majority of the time that the arrival of butterflies has me in analyzation mode yet again. And then I learned that butterflies are not analogous for everyone, or even universally existing. I'm trying to look at the situations that bring butterflies and wondering how to explain feeling them to someone who doesn't have them. It's challenging. It's kind of like having ASMR. If you don't have it, and I don't, I can only imagine what it feels like when friends that do have it explain what causes their symptoms and how those symptoms feel. I know what a tingle is. I know what extreme calmness feels like, so I'm able to understand. I doubt I would be writing this if I weren't single. I think being single provides an opportunity to be extra honest, since we often find that butterflies disappear once in a relationship, which is also part of what I want to elaborate on, that disappearance, and if it's inevitable. I'm not going to go into a story of who I feel butterflies for. I want to start with basic facts about why I think butterflies are felt. For me, anyway. Clearly, I can't write for anyone else. To explain, I have to start with flattery. It seems butterflies are hugely related to flattery, so it makes sense to admit I'm not someone who flatters easily. I had a friend years ago that would post ads on Craigslist to get creepy attention. She was flattered by the replies, and it didn't matter what they said, what they looked like, or any factor. She only needed the one aspect to feel flattery. A reply. I may have sounded very harsh the first time she brought up that she did this. I was so confused and shocked that irrespective of a person's mind, face, attitude, personality, location, job, criminal record, integrity, she could feel flattered by anything and get excited to read her emails. I am never going to understand that. For me, flattery only has to do with who the person is and what they are saying. My disingenuous meter is rather fine-tuned. And if a person tries to compliment me without knowing who I am, my meter is on full read. If flattery is felt, I tend to know who they are. The degree of flattery usually depends on how well I know them and even what I think of them through an interaction history. Another factor is how long I have had them in my world and what they have shown me in who they are during that time. But most importantly, my opinion of them has to be high in order for large flattery to exist. This is not to say that I have to know a person only for a long time and know them really well. Some people have the ability to show you who they are in the words they choose, in the vibe they carry around with their facial expressions, and their ability to come across as genuine. It's similar to clean air and smog. A person who carries a clean air vibe is a totally different person than the one walking around with smog. Maybe everyone is not sensitive to the air a person carries, but as a historic enabler, I learned very young how to read people and watch for details. I should also admit that many people carry neither clean air or smog. I don't know how to explain that part of my perception, only that they are the majority of people. I think I can break it down this way. Most people don't give off their who they are as they walk around. Maybe 50% of people aren't allowing themselves to be read. 25% of people seem to be unaware that their shitty attitude is like a cloud around them that affects their face, their walk, and the way they feel when they stand near you. 
then another 25% of people put out their general goodness in their demeanor. The face, the walk, the voice, the attitude. These are the people I connect with and make my friends. I know better to leave the other 75% of people alone. And that has been one of the best lessons I've learned about friends and myself in recent years. So looking at these types, I'll call them the silent, the cloudy, and the clear. And I must add that my perception of these types of people are exclusive to me, as well as my history, experiences, and decisions. A clear person for me can be a cloudy person for another. This too has been obvious on many occasions. I wrote a post a little while back titled, My Who, Your Who, Who Are You? And that's a good backup for this post if you care to read it. So let's jump back to butterflies. I have found that tiny butterflies can be experienced in general compliments that feel nice. Complimentary butterflies, I'll call them. Those aren't what I'm writing about today. The butterflies that spurred this desire to explain today are attraction butterflies. And attraction butterflies, I've decided, are not entirely mine. Shit, I'm trying so hard not to tell a specific story, but I might have to. After spending a number of months watching a guy that comes into my general vicinity, after having a few conversations, after saying hello to him countless times, I find that when I walk near him, I feel attraction butterflies. It's like they are flying around him, not flying inside of me, and the proximity to him dictates how big those butterflies are. I also like the way he speaks to me. He's intelligent, he's clear, he smiles when I look at him, and he listens when I speak. His clear air, his genuineness, and his ability to show me he sees my who are all present. So although I don't know him well or many details about him, all factors are in place for his words to flatter me and for me to experience butterflies. This perfect combination of factors is so rare in this day and age, I'm thinking I'm an oddball and able to change with the times. And I will remain old school in this because I don't want to change. I like it this way. I like reaching a point of attraction butterflies because it's an educated place to be. This is like going back to the world of dating before cell phones, dating sites, or anything outside of actual human connection that happened only in person. This is how people fell in love old school and decided to experience life together. It was actual mental connection, then actual physical connection, most of which happened at a normal pace in a healthy world of actual human interaction, not via any intermediary device. That healthy world started changing. My story about Craigslist and my friend is a good example of that. That was before smartphones and apps got involved in human interaction on intimate levels. I must not forget the part where butterflies disappear. This too is related to what you feel from the other person, and I feel like it's part of proof that butterflies are not necessarily yours alone. They are directly related to what the other person is putting out or not. I believe that people very much in love don't stop having butterflies if they don't stop seeing the clarity of one another. If they don't stop saying things that flatter, if they stay genuine and open, actually putting effort into not allowing the familiar to turn into the mundane. I believe present people who care about keeping mundane from knocking on the door are the people that get to keep experiencing the other person's feelings and reveling in attraction butterflies. This means maintaining trust, 
willingness to compliment, awareness of intonation, and many more things that come with a healthy relationship that can be called solid. The people who have that don't have it by chance. They give a shit. They know their who. And it's a two-part process. Both individuals have to be this way. So here I am, single in this world of connection that mostly happens via technology, and I am not feeling flattery through it. I am not feeling butterflies through it, and I am feeling entirely old school, needing actual time and actual interaction to feel actual feelings. I think I'm healthy. I think butterflies the way I feel them are healthy, and I wish for that world to come back. As for my handsome example of getting to feel attraction butterflies, he's not available. Is he attracted to me? Not sure. I can guess so because few feelings so strong that are vibrationally felt when you go near a person are imagined. They tend to be there because of both parties, not because they are simply wished for. So is he feeling something? Probably. After all, if he's going to be genuine, sincere, and act as though he sees me, he too will pick up on the butterflies flying around me. Will he feel them? I'm not sure. Remember, that part is exclusive to the individual. Will he feel something? I bet so. I'd be interested to read his take on it, but for now, in true Natalie form, I'm going to be clear to myself about me and not ask for clarity from him. I'm maddening in my desire to allow others their privacy. With my lack of questions, I'd make a terrible reporter.